How's that acid treating you, baby girl? Great. Yeah. A lot of times when I do like a micro, I kind of forget that I do it. And then I'm like, well, I kind of just fucking showed up and did my thing. Mm. You know, the things that seem kind of too much, not on acid, somehow on a little bit acid. I'm like, I could do this. Like the other day we were about to go for a hike, but it was like four o'clock and we had to leave at 440 or something. Yeah. And I went upstairs and I was like, I'll make the family dinner real quick. Because you were on acid. Yeah, I was like, I can do this. Yeah. Like, I can handle this. 40 minutes, some rice, bean tacos and stuff. Just whip it up. Wow. Don't even think too much about it. And that's, I think, what it does. Like, the microdose, it's like, a lot of times you'll think about it and be like, oh, I'm not ready to go. Maybe I'll just, like, look at Instagram first. And then, like, all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's already 435. Fuck, I fucking missed my opportunity. I think on a little microdose, I'm just like, all right. In the flow. Okay, now I'm upstairs. Now I'm cooking. Now it's easy. Everything's easy. Because you forget how much space thinking takes up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Am I ready to do this? Can I handle it? Do I want to do this? I don't know. Mm. And it's like you slow yourself down rather than just like being in the flow. Of like, okay, I'm making dinner. Okay, yeah, we're doing yeah. laundry. Okay, we're doing this. Yeah. And now this. And now, and now this. And now this. And now, yeah. this, and now this. Yeah. Not saying that like. It doesn't mean you, you can still rest and stuff, but mm. I don't know. Just anything that can help you be more in the flow. Yeah. And it's and it's so funny how you will take that without even thinking about it, but I'll be like, Do you want a sip of coffee or anything this morning? <laughs> you'll be you'll you'll think about it for five minutes and be like, No, I don't want that. But for some reason I think this is your third day in a row taking the microdose of acid. Yeah, try treat treat treated me well that first day father's day mm. i didn't get home and when i got home back to you after i was like oh yeah i took acid <laughs> yeah so i was like okay this is good for me brighten things up a little bit i didn't really feel it hardcore until i started smoking weed and i was like whoa yeah all right buddy yeah okay buddy okay buddy <laughs> <laughs> life ain't so easy now buddy oh uh, yeah um yeah you, you took it when we went to see uh shane gillis Okay, so why, like, acid over coffee? Yeah. It's, like, I feel like on acid I get, like, 12 clean hours. Mm -hmm. No crash. Just, like, all right, I'm, like, with it. Coffee is, like, oh, you're with it. And, like, yeah. and it's almost, like, too hyped, like, and then I crash. I read somewhere that, you know, before an interview, like, if you don't drink coffee, you shouldn't drink coffee, you know, if you're doing, like, a job interview or something. Oh, yeah. Because you get so hyped up or, like, overexcited. And I think for me, when I started being like, oh, I have a lot of shit to do, I should drink chamomile tea. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you want to calm your nervous system. You're like, I got a lot to do. You don't want to be like, I got a lot to do. Like, like yeah. And then because yeah. I think uh, too likely to become ADD. I don't know. We talk about fucking st stimulants and everything every episode. Everyone's got their own cocktail. But yeah. I will say people who take a break from maybe their usual stimulants find that they might not need it the way they think they did and it, it might not it, have been serving them they're probably stronger without it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right now your dad's home yes back from the hospital my dad survived he was in the hospital for 10 days when after we we talked about this in the last podcast we found him on the kitchen floor and then he went to the emergency room and was in the hospital for 10 days and uh you know he just had pneumonia yeah well, turns out Good thing he was getting oxygen during these wildfires and everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It and worked out great. Had an opportunity to quit smoking, but 
I feel bad. He doesn't want to leave the room now because he feels like he can't face the world without having the crutch of a cigarette, you know? It's uh, it's sad. It's sad because his mom is 90 years old, and all he does is make fun of her. She just sits in the room all day. She doesn't do anything. What kind of life is that, this and that? And now he's doing that. And I'm like, oh, life ain't so easy without your fucking shields of protection out there, without the nicotine and all the fucking kratom you take and all the coffee and God knows what else you're mixing in there. You know, it'll, it, it's not so easy to face the world. Try to get him a little microdose. He's like, no, 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 not today. And I'm like. He's going to have no choice. I'm going to start I'm, just dosing him. No, I know. <laughs> That's tomorrow. And he knew he knew today that that was a possibility. Not that we're going to dose him without his consent, but that we're going to say, you have to do this today. You know. <laughs> we spent enough days in the room. He was like, can I not today? And I'm like, all right, one more day in the room feeling bad for yourself that you can't smoke. And then tomorrow you're going to take this and you're not going to care. Yeah. You're not going to care. You're just going to function It was kind of cute, though, because your mom was yelling at him about something stupid. He's like, I got to go back to bed. You're making me want to smoke. I, I never related to, with my dad more than that moment. The urge to moment. smoke is too strong. I never related with my dad more than that moment. That was this morning. And because for the first time in my life, I saw a different reaction to my mom getting on her bullshit. Screaming at my dad about like, did you see this? He stood too far away from me when he tried to hand me this thing. Can you see how much of a fucking idiot he is? And it's like, and he was just like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Instead of yelling and fighting back uh-huh. and then grabbing a cigarette to like be like, what the fuck? He doesn't have the energy to get into it because he's not on coffee. And he doesn't have cigarettes to mellow out from what all that's going to do to him. So he's just like, all right, I'm out of here. And my mom had to learn a lesson, if anything. I thought it was kind of beautiful. I've been telling my dad that for years. I'm like, that's how you deal with mom. You know? And, and anyone that's displaying narcissistic personality type of stuff, you know? And and, and she, she's not like that all the time. But, like, she can pop into that. I can pop into that. And the, the only way to deal with it is just not give it anything. Just don't give it anything. Just be like, okay, cool. You're on one. I'm going to – I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was I was uh I was proud of him and I, I think that, you know, more interactions like that, like maybe we could just soften the whole environment in that household. I think you, know? you know, we gotta play some music and get just like be outside, like up there and outside, yeah. just be like, We're listening to some, you know, mountain which he loves and He loves the band mountain. I think that could be good, you know. Yeah. I'll grow up some veggies, you know. Just yeah. soften. So we're slowly trying to seduce him out of the room. Well, it's but by showing him the the scary world that maybe was this household your whole life it doesn't need to be like that anymore you know you're safe here mm-hmm. I can only tell him that so many times and have my mom snap at him you know like eventually the changes will need to be made in the household if we want him to you know it's like it's it like okay now it's like he's alive thank God Whew. but he's not living yet so no. how do we get it to a place where he wants to live without these protection mechanisms. I mean, he's on Klonopin yeah. four times a day, so I don't I don't even know how that affects a motherfucker, but I don't it just seems like <laughs> could make you pretty apathetic about doing anything. Just feels like you'd be neither here nor there mm-hmm. on that kind of stuff. But you know, coming off of that sort of stuff is nerve wracking too with someone who's also very prone to anxiety and stress and then over medicating in other ways, you just like it's such a a little delicate dance, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Because, you know, I have my judgments about how things should be or what someone's intake should be. But, like, I don't fucking know. 
like you I don't know. That's I why I always no say you, you can't judge a man by what he has to do to get through a day. No. You really can't. Or a woman. Or a woman, of course. Or non-binary or non-trinary. It doesn't even matter. You can't <laughs> judge them for what they have to do to get through a day. I think we should lose non-binary because bi- non-binary even um, validates the existence of the binary. And we should just... Yeah, you're creating a new binary, right? By saying, uh, you're saying you're not part of this binary, you're like, now I'm non-binary. So now I'm part of a binary that's binary or non-binary. And it's like, stop it. Can we stop can we, you know? I love it. I love the dissolution of gender and everything, and I think it's all fucking. Oh, hilarious. I I I fucking love it so much, and and I love when it even arises the old man in me, where I'm like, God damn it, God, <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> I gotta fucking learn more fucking things. I'm already a good person for Christ's sake. Now you're saying I'm not a good person. I'm already a good person. I've been known as a good person through the '90s, the <laughs> 2000s, whatever that other decade was called. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> now I'm not because I don't fucking know all this lingo. I've been, on, I've been on too many drugs for the past 10 years to keep up with this shit. If you want me to be real. <laughs> you want me to be real? I don't think anyone's coming <laughs> after if, you, if you, though. If you That's want me to be real, I love everybody. I, I, I just, and, hey, if there's an updated operating system that I don't have, I'm down to update it. I think for the most case... No one's coming after anyone. You know, it mm. feels like everyone's coming after everyone, but it's like, let's just calm down. <laughs> like, is anyone yeah. coming after you in this moment? No. All right. Let's chill. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Again, as the person that doesn't have to deal with the, like, editing and uploading and dealing with the comments on these things. Like, you even go near certain subject matter and, like, you'll see in the comments, it'll be like, you're a transphobe. It's like, are you kidding? <laughs> you, you're kidding. You know? So, yeah. whatever. We're, you know, we're in gotcha culture, but it is a... uh a trend i'll talk about it fuck it you say you don't want to talk about it. i'll talk about it in college i thought i wanted to take testosterone for a little mm-hmm. i was like i saw these like hot kind of um uh trans men you know like you know i was like they're really cool and yeah. they're really hot and like less swag like ma- less swag like maybe i could just do like a little bit of testosterone testosterone and then give I'll, you that swag. and then I'll also say when i was going a through little catfish pu- mustache and then i'll also say when i was going through puberty i was confused as hell not necessarily about my gender because i didn't even understand being confused about your gender could be a thing yeah but i was like didn't feel at home in this world i didn't like i think i was looking for some sort of answer someone to tell me what's going on and i think i don't think it's unfathomable to believe that more people kids are thinking they're trans who aren't trans and i think we have to be able to talk about that because it's become so culturally the answer of like oh are you sure it's not that you just are not in the right body or you're I i believe that people are genuinely trans and there's been trans people forever but i think people there's a pipeline now of kids being on intense pharmaceuticals and hormones that I I even regret being on birth control for as long as I was. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think these are serious drugs that we're giving kids to deal with the mental health crisis that is puberty. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I think we do need to be able to puberty talk about puberty in America. Exactly. <laughs> I support people doing whatever the fuck they want to do to their whatever bodies. Whatever they have to do. And whatever they have to do. And I don't even know if I want to say like, oh, kids can't get hormones or whatever i'm just saying like we shouldn't have what feels like a pipeline (laughs) or like where there's no like mental health support around this period in someone's life Mm -hmm. that's very confusing and we should be able to have nuanced conversations that maybe someone under the age of 18 who is 
depressed or confused or dealing with existential dread isn't also maybe confused about maybe there's an easy answer that I just like, if I change how I present to the world, I'll feel like the world loves me more. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't care what the comments say. I don't care if this whole podcast gets canceled because of this fucking conversation. Mm. And I'm not even trying to open it up where we talk about it even more deeply, but I'm just like, we need to be able to talk about these things. I am worried about kids. I'm worried about kids being too forced to be the gender that they not are and mm. being forced to present in a way that's not comfortable for them. Of course, I'm concerned about of that. Course. But I'm also concerned about kids thinking that there's an easy fix by doing something that's like chemically very dramatic to their bo- to their bodies. And will and, affect the rest of their lives. And then will affect the rest of their lives. And I'm just like... I'm glad I didn't get to make a choice when I was like 13 years old that was going to affect the rest of my life, <laughs> my body's life. And the know. reason I feel like I can talk about this in a way that I'm like, you should hear this or anyone could hear this, not that you hear should hear what I have to say, but I'm like, I genuinely questioned these things. I genuinely was like, maybe I should take testosterone. Maybe I should do yeah. this. But I don't know. Like, And if you were coming up now, you would have. Yeah, because it would have been a lot easier. Yeah. Um, But it, at this age, and I've talked to other friends who have gone through a very similar thing that did, don't want to talk about it publicly, obviously, where they're like, oh, I totally would have changed my gender and like at 15 if I had the option. And mm. partly as a fuck you to my parents, you know, like. Yeah. Um, So... I don't know. I just... Uh, and, and I just want to say, like, everything we're saying is not to reduce anything down. It's just, like, our, our observations, you know, And it's about not to stuff. not support people who have taken the choice to do... To take hormones that are maybe no, not, it's like... fucking badass. You're fucking badass. You're awesome. Like, yeah. I'm glad you're we living... We take drugs that wear off. You're taking drugs that, like, are gonna fucking change your fucking... You know, yeah. they warn us when we... The drugs we take, they're like, oh, it's gonna do this and that to you. But none of it's true. It wears off. That stuff fucking really does affect you. It's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a bold move. And it's a huge process of discovery and discovering yourself and all this stuff. And it's a a beautiful thing. And maybe I'm a fool for like not wanting to think about who I am in that way or just being like, or being privileged enough to have been comfortable in the body I was born into and like having boobs. And I wished I had boobs as a kid. I was like, I "I want want boobs so bad. Perfect. Oh, thanks, babe. You're sweet. Don't, you're embarrassing me though. Um, I'm grateful that I'm not like that confused and I support people who are and I support people doing whatever they want to their body. Mm. And I think it's just like a very interesting, wild time. And I don't really have much more to say about it than that, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was just like, I think you do. I'm, um, well, I think one of the things when you're like nuance gets pulled out of the conversation, I think one of the bigger things of nuance, it's not even nuance. It's kind of obvious that gets, that I feel like never gets mentioned in this conversation is like, um, you know how I talk like the profit motive spoils everything. Mm -hmm. That's suspiciously like, there's a lot of money to be, sorry. There's a lot of money to be made by having people on hormones for the rest of their lives. (coughs) And I mean, a huge amount of money. And even if it's covered by Medicare or whatever, it's like someone's paying for it. Someone's yes. getting rich. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So when they're making it easier and easier to get access to this shit. And uh, I don't know. I just get a little suspicious. Because it bleeds into the cultural conversation. And then all of a sudden, everyone is deputized on behalf of pharmaceuticals. The way we did with the vaccine. And just fighting for this thing blindly and not questioning like, hey, uh, this guy, I sound like RFK Jr. right now. My fucking, I just got to clear my throat. 
you know, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of uh, a lot of that get gets ignored, and I feel like that's it, that's a huge way of the way I look at anything in this country. Who's making the money? What are they trying to get me hooked on? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I don't know. I I think that's a that's a huge part of this that is ignored, and we're fighting these like very myopic battles while we're ignoring like you know these CEOs are laughing their fucking ass asses off because the more that there's resistance to to this stuff it creates the opposite reaction and you have these shit lib parents who are like forcing on their kids like you're trans right you're trans right you, you know like the, and they're they're pushing this kind of ideology onto their kids as a, as an extreme reaction to the other side who's just spooked by anything that's changed you know and i think there should really also be space of like accepting of confusion and the beauty of confusion and and the journey of getting comfortable in your body and like also breaking down uh gender in a way that like i mean i wear we wear the same clothes you know what i mean i've been lucky enough to be able to masculine present my whole life in a lot of ways because i'm an only child and my parents are liberal and who gives a fuck you know what i mean yeah um but i don't know i just I love people and I want them to love themselves. Yeah. And I think what's happening also is what you told me yesterday or a couple of days ago, you were saying like gay men are getting kind of squashed in the conversation of like, and also a recognition of like a lot of gay men were wearing dresses as kids, but they're not like now as gay adults being like, Oh, I really wish I had gone on hormones. Yeah. You know? Oh no. If I only had been able to go on hormones at seven years old, my life would be better. It's like, no, it's a journey of discovery and playing with gender and playing with these roles. And, yeah. and I think the rush to make a chemical decision yeah. at a young age should be like talked about and mm. thought about. And I, and I think what's happening right now is, and this sounds, how do I say this in a way that's not good? We haven't supported critical thinking in this culture and I don't even yeah. know how to critically think, but you almost don't, you can't trust our politicians and you almost can't trust parents. You have to trust parents because you just have to just, you have to trust somebody like yeah, you just yeah. like you were born to this parent and I guess you were going to trust them because yeah, they were brainwashed by the media too. Like they were watching too much MSNBC or some shit Fox like, or whatever, yeah. you know, it's like, and it's been such a shame that, uh, queer kids have been like hidden and they're used as pawns now. Yeah, that's it. They're used as pawns. And it's like we think it's the celebration. It's all to me just like of just really disgusting and embarrassing thing. And the profiteers in this country across the board, it doesn't matter if you're a kid or an adult. They feast on our confusion. Mm -hmm. They feast on our discomfort and they feast on the American ideal of never feeling discomfort or confusion. We'll make we'll give you some ideology that will make you feel way less confused about who you are. We'll give you products. We'll give you know you you'll be fine. You'll be fine, <laughs> and you don't have to go through things yourself. You yeah. got, you know you, you have chemicals to take you through those things. And it's all like everything like, you can see it all through consumerism. Like it was very convenient for there to be girls and boys because then we could have all the girls' clothes and all the boys' clothes. And now they're just gonna um, capitalize on the confusion. And of like, course. <laughs> Of course. Everything's, I mean, of course you don't, you want people to be whoever they are. Yeah. You know, and present however they want to present and express themselves and call themselves by whatever pronouns or names well, or whatever. That, I don't even care. Like, I, I don't care, but it's also where it starts to make us weaker as people. And it starts, I mean, these are the signs of a crumbling empire. 
because I feel like what uh, what's what's valued now is um, I want you to treat me a certain way and I'm going to make it your problem until you treat me that way. I want something from you and if you don't treat me that way, it's going to be a big problem for you. And putting all your energy into that as opposed to putting all your energy into I don't give a fuck what you think. I don't care. I don't care what you or anyone thinks. And I think that's a much more long-term worthwhile investment yeah but it that's and easy where to you s- put your energy that's easy to say when you're not living in the state that's like making you do weird shit or saying like you know what i mean like there's it's become so legal we're and all government we're like all controlled. doing weird shit we all have to work in order to yeah. get health insurance that's basically our government having a policy that says your life and your health is only worth as much as your labor Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just saying how insidious this is and like how you just have to how you just have to take a look like this hot button issue of trans which is just so ridiculous that we've allowed this to become like such a hot button issue but see what they're doing there and see how they already did it to us in all, in so many different ways and how they divide us and they make us hate each other and they fucking just create fucking new weaponized sensitivities for people to fuck with each other over and like ever nuanced battle lines are being drawn and like I'm fucking crossing lines without even knowing. And it's just like, how did this become the culture as opposed to, to me, the stronger one would be like, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. I'm strong. I have a strong Merkaba. You fucking misgender me. You're a joker. Like, whatever. That You're a fool. You know? I've been misgendered. Like, who hasn't? Yeah, I mean, but I think what I'm trying to think of is like, okay, this is like, it happens aggressively. Like, you're female presenting, you're in high high school, your teacher calls you he in front of the whole class, yeah. embarrasses you, will only use your birth name. Like, it's humiliating. And it's, yeah. and, and no child deserves that. No, no. You know what I mean? So there are like this, it's both sides. It's like this fight and resistance and each side, the stronger they get, the other side gets stronger too. So it's like, I think what you were like, you want to put a prick the bubble. Yeah. And just be like, saying y'all, both sides of this care way too much. It's to me a a much more healthy and productive uh, thing when you're like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care what I, I don't know. It 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 basically switching it from like, no, I need you to do something for me to I don't care. Yeah, it's just it's unfortunate that like people can't um, be respectful of like say trans children or respect their identity or respect their decisions like absolutely we're in a very like bigoted racist society and there's people clinging on to preserving that aspect of our society there's people who are like who are clinging to a a, a much more advanced version of us that's not here yet i'm sorry there are racists there are bigots there are transphobes there are homophobes there's all kinds of phobes out there Mm-hmm. we're not we're just we're not there yet we're fucking animals you know and uh i think I, but there's a, the question then becomes like how do we get there and i think what you're saying is like it gets confusing because the more aggressive it is the more people who are against it become more against it so it, it's yeah it's, man, it's like I, this dancing with the tiger of like trying to get your incentives to move forward without i don't know all the while the shareholders are laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. Because they're capitalizing on our confusion. Yeah. You know, and fucking, I don't know. They, they, they're they're just they're puppeteering the whole thing, and I just I just hate to see uh, 
our culture just kind of like wither away to a bunch of like finger pointing blame and shame type of thing and it's just a to me that's a that's like a huge sign of our de-evolution and um it just it just all feels like very selfish on both ends like the, the people that are the people that are clinging to the way things used to be and the people that are clinging to some fucking far out new way that like just frankly a lot of people just don't understand and can't wrap their head around yeah like and and not only so they they can't understand it they can't wrap their head around it and they're being bombarded about it everywhere everywhere and it's such a strange thing for such a very sliver of the population to have this loud of a conversation about it so to me you could see why people would lose their minds you know i i don't know can you relate with that at all I'm so out of the conversation that it's like hard for me to even know what the conversation is and how extreme it is or how I'm like, I'm, I'll just be honest. Like I'm so in my own bubble of nonsense that I don't even know what's going on as far as what people on either side of anything are on. I'm, you know, yeah. Or what they're confronted with or what could be triggering them or what could, I just know like the stronger you fight, the stronger you're going to create the resistance to that fight. What basically my whole point is like, um, yeah, there's going to be fights like, but you can pick and choose what those fights are. And I feel like the powers that be are laughing their asses off because we're so not focused on that thing anymore. And we're, we just have no sense of like, a class struggle, which is really the only, like that's, that's the umbrella for all the other struggles that are happening in America at least, and probably throughout the world under capitalism. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just like, that's where we want to take the fight. That's where, that's where the loudest cultural conversation should be happening right now. Well, like the largest transference of wealth has happened. While the largest transference of wealth in human history is happening, that's what we were doing. We were fighting about Bud Light and pronouns and all this shit and how to allow for pharmaceuticals to have a clearer pipeline to kids in school without their parents being involved because that's what's going on you know I'm, I'm like trying not to be scared about it, it doesn't i don't know it like i just no it, it doesn't it, just, it doesn't scare it doesn't scare me i mean it just kind of like it's kind of like you're recognizing you're like hey maybe we shouldn't just blindly think except everything because I, th- I think even just like everything just it's like tw- tw- hindsight is twenty twenty. you know we're all a little confused we don't necessarily know what's right let's all just kind of t- i just have a sample size out. of my life and i've just felt things get tighter and tighter and tighter and uh, culturally you know the larger cultural conversation i feel like that's what i'm mainly been tapped into and that's what we do and like we try to bring back core samples of what's going on, what's actually going on out there and how it feels. And, uh, yeah, it just feels like, um, just a, just a, just a, a culture right now that really is, is, is struggling with identity itself. So when you really zoom out, that's, you know, kind of our cultural struggle right now. Like, who are we? What are we doing? What are we all about? And, uh, yeah, it's just the, the the different battles that people take up is it's it's always very interesting to me, and I do not have uh, I don't I don't have I a like, pony in the show. I don't think I this don't is care. the way the saying goes, but this is how I'm gonna say it. 
Like the people who judge don't matter and the people who matter don't judge. Yeah. You know, so it's just like. That's that's kind of my point. Instead of uh, like going around like, hey, I want to be treated a certain way. And if people aren't treating me that way, uh, it ruins my day and I'm going to try to ruin theirs. Like, why don't we work on not letting it ruin your day and realize like, oh, yeah, these are a bunch of fucking evolved apes. I can't expect them to be in my reality tunnel of sensitivities and I'm not going to weaponize those sensitivities. I, I think we just want to fight too. Like, there's probably something because, like, you know, our a very average guy. No, that that little film. The little film we did that you filmed on your cell phone. This guy just like kicking rocks or hitting rocks. He's just he's just standing in Vancouver, just on the beach, just throwing rocks and hitting them with a baseball bat out into the water. Yeah, and he's just he he's so aimless in a way, and he just admits it. He's like, I, there's no fight for me anymore, and I think. Maybe there's just something in our energy of like being humans that we want to fight yeah. and the powers that be, those who are on top or, you know, the they know that they know that about and they us. know how to steer that. And they're like, all right, let's get them fighting at each other. Yes. And about something where we can just throw a rainbow on our product and anesthetize them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And just keep them buying shit. I was thinking about this the other day too. Like I was like, uh, I'm like, everywhere we go, because I was joking with my friends how we used to go down to the city and shop. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even like shopping. And why would we do that? And, I, and we were just like, I don't know. There's like nothing else to do. And then I just had a moment where I was like, oh, you can't go anywhere in this world and not shop. Like this hot. That's what it is. This is a place is a fucking it's mall. A mall. Yeah. We've been saying that for years since we first started traveling this country together. Everywhere you go, they want you to buy something. Um, not only do they want you to you have to you, you have, have to no choice that's yeah. the only thing to do it's consume mm-hmm. yeah which kind of takes you out of the mode of critical thinking because you think you think products are filling that void and they're really not you know i don't know what could well now they got it where you're like i don't have to like be liberal i don't have to do anything to support trans rights except buy this product <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> which is just ridiculous like that's the biggest way they pull the wool over our eyes is thinking that you're buying your way into a more just and socially conscious future oh, oh like that's yeah. really not how it's gonna happen no There's and just- and i hate to fucking burst other people's bottles it, bubbles it ain't gonna happen in an election booth either and because that's just another form of consumerism. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, we've whittled it down to two choices out of 360 million people. Who are you going to buy? Which one are you going to buy into and have to defend for the next four years? You know, like, why would you play that game? Mm-hmm. Why would you pull your life into that binary? <laughs> yeah, that might be a conversation for another day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know. You, I, I don't even... I, I so don't fucking care about that world, but in a zoomed out way, all totally. this shit, all this shit is very interesting to me. Yeah. In a in a in a really zoomed out way, yeah. You know, so it, uh, yeah, it's really I'm never really passing judgment on like individuals or groups of people. It's just really um I pass judgment about the system that we all consent to, and I say there's ways to question that system in almost every action we take, and and every reaction we have. And I just, I try to align myself with just more of a critical thinking and I'm not always good at it, you know. I, I, 
when when coronavirus first came up, like I was just like, uh, don't tell me, I don't want to know, I don't want to know. Like I just didn't want to know the information because I didn't want to have the reaction that would have me in this conversation, that would have me, okay, am I going to be a masker or this and that, and, or, or you know, am I going to be a vaxxer or an anti-vaxxer? I just did not want to get pulled into that stuff, and I'm I feel like I still haven't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, coronavirus was real. It took out a lot of people. The numbers were probably greatly inflated because behind the scenes, there was a gigantic transference of wealth going on and it needed to keep us scared. Once the transference of wealth was done, they take down the death toll. They kind of say, oh, the vaccines don't really work. And they just move on. Record profits. Everybody's happy and they move on. And who's left holding the bag? The American people. And what are we going to fight about now? Fucking drag shows. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding it me? Is We're not going to talk about what just happened to us. It's also crazy that everyone's like record inflation and then it's also record profit. So it's like, oh, they're just using this term of inflation to fleece every last dollar you have. Absolutely. Like the peanut butter's not that much more because it needs to be that much more. It's that much more because they're like, we can get away with it right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when you buy their narratives of like, oh, supply chain issues or like, hey, no one wants to work. You're actually fueling the problem. And, you know, and that's why I don't so easily go into like, hey, here's the new trend and everybody better behave. Mm -hmm. I'm going to question that. I'm going to question it for a while. And if someone wants to call me a something phobe, they can. It is so far from who I am. And you could ask anyone that knows me. But I do like questioning these things. And I do think it's worthwhile because if you can question things on the biggest level, you can question things on the most intimate level about yourself, I think. And that's ultimately the only thing I can do is evolve who I am. Well, thank God I have you because I usually will just like, I'm a definitely a little bit of a fucker, but I'll, I'm, I'm definitely like, okay, I'll follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I like a rule. Yeah. You like a rule so much that I'm like, you have a critical thinker in your life and you'll just let me make the rules then, you know, <laughs> but no, you're, you're, um, you'd be fine without me. Oh, you thanks. Know? Yeah, because I I hang around with you and your like your seven girlfriends that you've had since ninth grade, and you are you you know like what I am to you, you are to them, if that makes sense. A wild man. Yeah. A manimal. You're a total manimal, like, <laughs> twisted joker. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like we were saying in the podcast that we just put out on. Oh our... yeah, we did one that was too spicy for YouTube. <laughs> we just like started talking and we're like. We got uh, a little too personal and crazy again. Again. And that's on patreon.com slash church of chill. But part one of this. Anyway. What are we saying? <sighs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh, no, just like that. That I have more of a dry humor when I'm not around you all the time. Like my life is so funny with you that I don't really need to zest it up. But I remember yeah. I had some like, I don't know. Let's just say I wasn't with the most wild group of friends in college i had a long distance boyfriend so i like and i was like you know you're doing a lot of knitting and i was like an honor student i think they put us all together or whatever what do you call it when you get a scholarship for academics or something yeah and and you were at a college with no wild men yeah it was yeah and um yeah i just like knit and did did stuff like that and at, when i was with those girls I was the twisted joker. I was the one who was like, anyone would ask a question. I'd just like make up some shit. Like I knew the answer and like, was just having a lot more fun with it. Mm -hmm. But when my baseline life is like so fucking wild and fun, I, I'm not like, that kind of aspect of me doesn't really need to come out in the same way. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. But luckily we keep our life boring enough that you are still funny. 
<laughs> and you're like, I got to make a joke of this thing to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and that's kind of like, like we talked about this on the, on part one of this on Patreon. Um, but like that we've been very intentionally trying to align ourselves with, uh, with laughter and joy and lightness and, and that kind of energy. And I think it really does, uh, help you navigate this fucking capitalist hellhole a little bit nicer when when you just don't have that tension of taking it seriously about you you know i feel like the humor somehow eradicates the anxiety we're watching the marvelous mrs mazels and like watching her get famous and stuff and it's funny because we were talking even in the part one of this about like fame and about how people are going after it and i'm not saying that comedians are immune from the effects of fame but i'm just saying if you're gonna be famous probably the best type of famous would be to be a comedian where you can just like laugh about this the predicament oh yeah you know and i think that's that's what you're looking for is like where's the opportunities to laugh about our fucking ridiculous predicament well it's it's first of all in kind of assessing it from a higher perspective and one where you don't have a fucking dog in the show. That's kind of what we've been doing. It's why we don't really talk about this stuff that often. Is because we're kind of assessing the situation. You know. I wish there were more comedian. I wish there was a comedian like I just watched Amy Schumer's special. I couldn't even get through it, but she's like talking about being a woman and all the insecurities that come with being a woman. And like it's like okay, we've heard this, we get it. Yeah, it sucks. Whatever. I want someone, a comedian, to get up and talk about like make fun of being famous and how that has like ruined their life and oh, yeah. their relation. I guess Mulaney's yeah. kind of like that a little bit. Yeah. But... John Mulaney's new special. Yeah. 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 But that, I mean, that's the key is first of all, like assess the situation from a higher perspective, have humility about yourself, have perspective about yourself. Like I understand how I come off. I I understand that like, the the things we just said in the first half hour of this coming from a straight white cisgender man is uh completely different than it coming from you even mm-hmm. you know i i understand that well, yeah i think i have humility yeah I, I and know. i think that's fair and like it's okay you know i think you can i think there's been voices that have been prominently displayed for a long time and it's like okay we've we're kind of looking at to other voices right now. Like that's mm. what we want to hear. That's what's missing from the conversation and that sort of thing. But unfortunately what happens is I think people so badly want their voice to be heard and want what they have to say to be important that they're being like, okay, maybe changing my prone. I'm not saying this is most cases and I'm not trying to discourage, uh, downplay people's journey in trans or whatever. I just have read some accounts from people talking about like detransitioning and kind of partly why the reason they transitioned in the first place is like, there's like, they were recognized a Tumblr conversation going on. And if you're a, they, them, you're like more valid part of the conversation of whatever it is you have to say. Mm hmm. I'm not I'm not even saying good or bad or ugly. I'm just saying like it's interesting. It's so human. It's so human. Yeah, I mean like we're in an attention economy. Attention is the new oil. And uh yeah, it's we're we're having attention deficit and you can feel the different ways people are are trying to get attention. Well, for us it's like doing shit like this mm-hmm. and being very open about throubling and doing psychedelics and 
we want people to accept us. But I also know like there's going to be a lot of people that don't, and I don't give a fuck about them. Well, it's like the 30, 33, the 33 rule that 33 people are going to love you. 33% of people are going to hate you. And 33% people aren't going to give a fuck. But I will say that I think like attention, it's also like love. Cause mm-hmm. I have a friend whose brother is autistic, autistic. Um, and epilepsy. Yeah. And he's, going through a period of questioning his gender and I think it's difficult for her parents and it's because they want him to be accepted but I think there's like kind of this conversation happening where it's like to his parents it's like oh we don't want you to be rejected and to him it's like I want to be loved and accepted so badly I, I'm not talking yeah, for him because I don't I'm yeah proje- I'm maybe projecting or whatever I'm I'm playing in this territory of something I don't really know that well but it seems from an outsider perspective of someone who that maybe he's looking for a pathway to be loved and as someone who hasn't had a relationship maybe looking for oh there's this really accepting loving queer community that like loves you for who you are exactly as you are but kind of the ticket into that community is having to be queer do you know what i mean yeah which is kind of exclusionary. It's <laughs> weird. It's like this whole thing's about inclusion. Like you come up with a whole new set of rules where it's like f- fucking vast swaths of the population are not included. <laughs> but I, but it's just it's interesting because when you see stuff like that happen, it gets me thinking of like I am glad I'm happy for him that he's questioning his gender and wants to maybe question see what it feels like to be go by she her pronouns and maybe a new name and but like doesn't necessarily want to wear female clothes or whatever it's like but there's part of me that looks at it and it's like what do we know about everything like what do we know is the foundation of life is like love and when we think about the foundation of life and love it's like what do people want they want to be loved and what are we doing is we're having like new pathways for people to find love and acceptance in their heart, which is beautiful. And that Mm. should be a very strong pathway, but it becomes concerning if it becomes like a pathway stronger than other pathways where you think, Oh, you need to do something or go by different pronouns or, or be alternative to find the love and acceptance that you so crave in this life. Yeah. um, Very well put. Very well put. And that's a very interesting example too you know yeah uh, you've known him his whole life have you ever thought he struggled with gender issues no and then it it bubbles up as the main cultural conversation for the past however many years and now at 30 years old he's like almost 40 almost 40 yeah not saying that that can't happen not saying that it can't happen and not saying that like life is funny and weird and that i might change my gender at some point or present differently i don't fucking know like i think I don't even know who I am. I don't even know what's going on. Like I'm I feel like if you started injecting testosterone, you would know who you are less. <laughs> but you would feel like you knew who you are more than ever. As someone and who's I, on, a so, uh, on a dose of testosterone. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fucking covered in this shit. <laughs> drenched. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a crazy fucking drug. Yeah. It's a crazy one. Yeah. Talk about hijacking your everything mm-hmm. yeah testosterone r- runs the game that's why i have to get out and exercise like a fucking beast every day you know i, I need to like expend this, this fucking energy it's why that guy in that film a very average guy is saying we i don't have a war to fight i have to come out here and fucking get rid of the energy he's like i can't deal with dating anybody 
you know, it's, you know, there, there's no such thing as love in this life and I can't deal with dating and there's nowhere, there's no war for me to fight. There's no purpose. He's like, I'm a 30 year old fucking delivery boy. And you know, he's just like, you know, that. and look, he was real with us. Yeah. And as much as people like want to just be like, oh, he's probably some alt right, whatever. He's a man living in this world. There's a lot more like him. Generations of people, generations of men that really don't know what we're here to do. We don't know what our purpose is. The idea of fighting for this empire is a fucking joke. And, and well, yeah, most of the jobs that are available, like we're not supporting small businesses in the same way. So if you're going to be putting your hard labor time and energy into something, you're making profits for someone that you can't ever see or meet or know. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. So it can be a little. Yeah. Emasculating. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think I think that there's a way to reboot the whole thing. But it's like you kind of have to like pull your head out of the game and and realize like. Hey, if you were in the game, despite what you might think, you're a pawn. (laughs) You're a pawn. (laughs) You know? So, so, yeah, so we we all are. And just think about the ways in your life that you're being being used as a pawn by industries or politicians or whatever. And fucking start deprogramming that shit. And that brings us right back circling to why you microdose or why you take fucking psychedelics. Or why you do little, like what you're doing this weekend with your girls, where you're just going to get together and all take mushrooms together, is because it gives you a break from that, just like the static, that loud static that is our culture, because that's all it is right now. It's just static. There's nothing you could grasp onto in there. And people are trying, they're clinging. Oh, maybe these are my people. Maybe these are my people. I'll switch my Twitter profile to this. I'll hang this flag. I'll do this and that. And it's just like... I mean, it's cute, but I just feel like it, like everything else, is a consumerist pursuit unless you start really getting down to the hard questions. Yeah. That said, I, whenever I go into a town that's like full of rainbows and diversity and I stuff, I fucking love it. I'm like, this is where I want to live. This is the kind of world. This is like, that why is, I that's love where we're headed. That's yeah. why, like, uh, it, it's, it's just where we're going. It's who we are. Yeah. And there's people that are clinging to the past. And I'm, I don't know. My point is, instead of being up in their face that they're like that, there's something wrong with them and they don't belong in this world. Just realize, like, pff, the world I want is inevitable. They they've already lost that fucking battle. That's how but, it felt. Like when I did a shit ton of. You don't have to be in their fucking face about it. It was like this is we're evol- like this is our natural evolution as a post gender society. Yeah. Like post gender bo- like post sexual bodies probably. We're in the thick of it. Like we're probably. Maybe in our, your children's lifetime, not even going to be able to reproduce. Ooh. You know what I mean? What's that movie? Handmaiden's Tale or whatever? No, 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 no. The one where the guy, like, there's just, like, one person that is pregnant. And it's a good movie. End of Days. It's not End of Days. I don't know if I saw it. Clive Owen running around in, like, an apocalyptic thing. I love Clive Owen. You love this movie. I do? Yeah. Uh, Whatever. If you don't, if you can't think of it, it's just a, a moot point, but. Yeah, you might be onto something with that. I'm glad we have bodies. Yeah. And I'm glad we can have sex, and I'm glad it still feels good, and I'm glad, you know, we're not post, you know. Not yet. Post-human manimal. <laughs> we're, we're still manimals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely am. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm leaning more into it as I get older. Like, I don't care. I think, yeah, I think 
any confusion can happen when you're not like assertive about who you are and why you are the way you are and you know what I mean like I think that's what happens too is like people want to be recognized for who they are yeah. you know and I think that's beautiful and I, I guess that's why it's good to just come on here and be honest even if it thins the herd exactly <laughs> like I'm at the stage I'm like I ain't trying to appeal to everybody. I just want to find my people. We're certainly not trying to get famous. I don't know why we so, do this. <laughs> we have to. Well, the reason we keep doing it is because, like, if our goal was to be famous, we probably would have cut this podcast off a while ago because we'd be like, this is not our claim to fame. But, like, it actually is really a beautiful experience for me to feel like we can talk and, like, be friends with people and have these conversations. And I was joking how we should just do... Like one where we just record ourselves and like be quiet and like <laughs> nodding <laughs> and being like, that's a really interesting point. Yeah. Like we should be, we should just do an, an episode where we're the audience of, of your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, what's a, 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 like a good uh, fucking thing to mention, even though it seems really obvious is like, and we certainly have this, have a bunch of friends that have different views than you. Like fucking everyone we know falls on a different part of the spectrum and has different beliefs and different political ideologies and like you know it's okay to be friends with somebody who you're like i don't agree with everything they say it's okay to be a fan of somebody and say i don't agree with everything they've ever done well and i also just okay also like i feel like a younger version of me wanted everyone to feel about life the way i felt about life or think about people or think about things and so it all just felt like a fight like how can i convince you that how you see the world is wrong that's the bargaining stage of your grief about life yeah and now we're more in the acceptance stage and with acceptance you can come the humor of the ridiculousness of this whole thing (laughs) yeah you know and how hard people fucking fight and it's 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 really cute knowing we're all fucking going the same place Mm -hmm. that we just fight so fucking hard to be recognized and validated and loved and it's really cute it's adorable there's so many things about humans that are humans there's so many things that are just adorable and if you can get into that more that's what i'm saying overall is like just getting more into the mindset of like people are cute and they're adorable and they're funny and they're painfully human and how adorable is it that people are like scared that what you do with your body affects them or what I could say affects them. This is what I'm saying, how ridiculous it is. And it's just like, this is where we're going to take the fight. We're going to take the fight into policing each other and every being, everyone being deputized by the media to fucking go have their own little witch hunt within their personal life. Like, why would you take those orders? We're so primed to just take our orders. And uh, fuck that. Mm. Fuck that. No way. I I will respect anyone, no matter who tells me to respect them. I don't give a fuck what their lot in life is or what they want to be called or what they're presenting as. You're going to get my love and respect and acceptance and validation if you're around me. That's what's special about me. That's what I'm working on. That's why our films work. That's what I'm trying to evolve to, you know, and you too, you know. Fuck them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm saying the opposite. I'm, uh, I'm saying like I, <laughs> no, I, was, I, I love I, everyone so much that's that why I, was, if, I was doing a no, joke no. of just saying I fucking fuck everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that used to be a, remember that was our old slogan: eat shit and fuck everybody. In yeah, 2013, man. that was our energy. Sooner than 2012. Than, yeah, maybe. We're just like eat shit, fuck everybody. Now just, we're like love everybody. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we let life soften us as opposed to harden us. Yeah. 
because it, it produces more joy. Our last podcast was called Mining for Joy because that's what we're here to do is to mine for joy. And if you're mining for conflict, you're going to fucking find it. Every turn. And the, and the vultures, the capitalist profiteering vultures that are circling you are going to swoop down and start fucking feasting on you. Once you fucking hang your head on anything. Well, because when you're angry, you're more susceptible. Yeah. Like when you're not, because anger, I'm not saying there's good. We got a product for that. We got a product for that. <laughs> but you know, you know when you're calm and centered. And when you are, you're less susceptible mm -hmm. to thinking you need something. Right. But that's, there's a reason the 24-hour news cycle became a thing. You know, I just talked to my dad the other day, and I was trying to find out, like, when they smoked and when they stopped and stuff. And he Cigarettes? Yes. Mm -hmm. And he told me the morning of 9-11, because they, they were watching the news and saw it, like, literally happen, and we're an hour from the Twin Towers. Um, and w Mom had been there, like, a day, the day yeah. before for a meeting, which is crazy to me, but... um. Anyway, he was like, that morning, they looked at each other and were like, let's go get a pack of smokes. And it had been like, you know, 15 years since either of them has smoked. Wow. Isn't Damn. that funny? Like, they just were like, I mean, you, you thought, we all thought the world was ending. We thought, you know. Yeah. That'd be us with nitrous. Our version of that would be <laughs> nitrous. It'd be like, Cass, fucking 9-11 part two is happening. Let's grab a 20-pound tank. Some balloons. <laughs> you think so? I don't think that would be it for me. No. What would be it? What would be your pack of cigarettes on nine eleven? These zins. I mean, these zins oh, are fucking yeah? the shit, man. Ooh, you like this? You like this product? <laughs> you got a little. That's a, that's a little product for your anxiety. That's or or I don't even know. I don't know. Just calm it down. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that my point of it was just like that was really the moment that our world changed, but not for the reasons you think. It's just like. The vultures were like, oh, we can get them scared and we can sell them shit 24-7 by keeping them. I remember my parents were glued to the TV. I mean, decades. Yeah. yeah. Your parents are still glued to the TV. You know That's when I mean? it started. Yeah. It's that, like, uh, oh, we can't miss something. A fucking plane might fly yeah. into the World Trade Center if yeah. we turn off the news. Yeah. And, and really what they crave is that feeling of feeling alive and part of something again. So, and, and they know the news gave it to them that one day it would for months after... It just gave it to them in spades. And they're like, maybe it could give me that feeling again. I know what's going on. That chemical rush of feeling connected, and I know what's going on. But and I'm angry. But, but they're angry, angry and with everybody. And scared. Yeah. George Very W. Vulnerable. Bush had like a 95% approval rating for months after 9 11. <laughs> like, this was the worst fucking person we could have possibly had as our president. And he had a, a, his approval rating skyrocketed. skyrocketed. Everyone in this, and I know because I was working at the deli, everybody from all ends of the political spectrum were on the same page and they were angry about the same thing and we were united in our anger. I remember. And it was our first time doing that. I it's mean, scary. My first thoughts were, why did they do this? Like, there has to be a reason. Yeah. And like, that is so anti-American to like entertain. But I was just like a kid and I'm just like, people do stuff for a reason there's a reason they did this not that yeah. it's justified or right or that we shouldn't retaliate but like can we talk about why this happened absolutely and why we're <clears throat> such a threat to them that they want to attack us and maybe well, we can unpack that before we attack them more like can we yeah transmute this energy for once like, like what no, the hell? no this is a fight and it's going to be a fight and thank god at the time like i was 19 years old 20 and uh 
I thank God for punk rock. Like I went and saw Leftover Crack play a show in the smoldering rubble of 9/11 down at the Knitting Factory. Fucking four days later, the Knitting Factory is like six blocks from there, and we packed it in there. And they came out and fucking said we had this coming, and like they just like really gave like an extreme just like a takedown of american exceptionalism yes yeah (laughs) at at a moment when man nobody would touch that and they had a fucking paper mache fucking twin towers this wasn't exactly this is a little tasteless of course i mean they're a fucking over the top punk band you know but the the politics the politics were right you know the the performance the theatrics of it that's just them trying to get attention but the politics were on and like you know, they listen to like a guy like Michael Parenti, who will really kind of put this into perspective. I, anyone want to go down to a political YouTube rabbit hole, look up Michael Parenti's stuff. Like he is the goat of mm-hmm. that shit and questioning the empire and just putting things into perspective. But yeah, we we it was our karma. We definitely had it coming. But my point is like the scary thing in the aftermath was it of it was everyone was on the same page, and it's a scarier thing than you think. When everyone's on the same page. Well, that's when the Patriot Patriot Act uh, got like went yep. through, and everyone just like gave up all their rights. Iraq and stuff. War, like say, well, yeah. cool, we'll consent to twenty-four hours surveillance on us, and a war we don't understand. Multiple wars on multiple fronts that we don't understand, and we don't know why we're there. Just who cares? Whatever. So it's actually something to like, especially we're in a. Uh, you know, a less consequential moment when it comes to this stuff. I mean, I know that there's people being hurt and killed and all that stuff, but it's not on the level of a million dead Iraqis. So the fight we're currently in can be looked at in this way of, hey, maybe it's a good thing that we're not all on the same page all the time. Mm -hmm. Because some wild shit starts going down and this country gets pulled drastically out of balance and we've been out of balance in that way ever since. When everyone agrees to the same fucking thing it's kind of what makes this beautiful as frustrating as it is i'm not i'm wasn't and i'm not an anti-vaxxer but the further we get from that period and even while it was happening i'm like thank fucking god for these nut jobs i know they're you know, not nut jobs but you know what i mean like but yeah, i mean obviously rice for these motherfuckers questioning some things. of them were being nutty you oh, know the course. way that i was being nutty by washing my groceries you know yeah. what i mean like yeah just Thank fucking God we didn't all consent to sign away the keys and just, and a lot of people lost their jobs that shouldn't have. And a lot of people died who shouldn't have, who probably should have been vaccinated. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm glad that we aren't like a mono thought, like as a human race. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And it's so crazy because we're in such a bratty culture that like we want something from people that we want everyone to agree with us. And it's like, that has never been what this country's been about. Getting everyone to behave in the same way has never been what this country's been about. And, you know, I know it might offend some, but, like, it is it is the best thing about this place, you know, that there is all kinds of different viewpoints. There's all kinds of different people expressing themselves in different fucked up ways, and it's rad. It is rad. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm here to just watch and assess and uh try to mine for joy make fun out of things right that's all you can do what's this this is our mining for joy handshake yes Jeez. <laughs> should i take a dab yeah
for the people. I think we pretty much we, we, we did it. We did it. We really did it. So now you can watch me take a dab. I was like, I have nothing to talk about. Oh, I'll just talk about the one thing I've been avoiding talking about. Well, that's an interesting thing maybe to wrap this up on. Why haven't we talked about this stuff before? Well, because you were like, it's a bad idea. Because I don't look at the comments. And you say it's a bad idea that, you know, people get really sensitive or it comes off bad. And, like, there are people who are genuinely getting hurt right now for being who they are and for transitioning and stuff like that. So to touch this in any way that's not just, like unwavering support of the transgender community seems like you're a bigot so it's like very you put yourself in a category of like oh like of course i don't think people should go into jail for dressing wearing a dress of course i think i don't give a fuck like i of course i think this is like ridiculous and the politics of it are so scary and i stand with those people and i support them but i also think as a human being who is has not much to lose right now besides like uh, maybe a YouTube channel or something. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> like, I'm going to say, like, my personal experience and why I get think that there's nuance to this whole pathway. And I think anyone trying to strip the nuance out of what it means to be a woman or what it means to be a man or what, it, you know, the, like, we're headed towards a genderless society, but we, there's a nuanced way that we can get there. And I think, it's interesting to talk about. I think it's interesting to talk about. So that's why I'm talking about it. Well, and it's a very loud part of the cultural conversation right now. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, yeah, I'm just making bigger points about, you know, the, the way our, our culture kind of navigates things and kind of what the powers that be are doing while we kind of figure this stuff out. Because it isn't, it's it's an immune system response. It's like, whoa, something different got added to our cultural cauldron. How are we going to respond? And I'm just saying, it's a it, it's it's a beautiful thing either way. It's it's a beautiful thing that people are taking things further out than ever before. Definitely. And, and, and it's a beautiful thing, and it's a very human thing that people are resisting that. And it's a, and that it it is ridiculous that that there are those people, but it's kind of hilarious and. You have to kind of wait for them. And there's a way to earn their their approval and respect if you care about that kind of shit. But um, it, it ain't by being, like, fucking loud and in their face. I just don't think anyone's ever changed anyone's mind by forcing them to behave a certain way. Yeah. Right? Like, we're, we're headed there anyway. We're, we're going there. Yeah. I think that's what keeps me feeling calm about everything is just, like the arc of we're just like like the human experience is just going to inherently become more diversified there's no way to stop this the train that's happening because we are god experiencing itself and we've done a lot of pass-throughs in a certain way yeah and now it's like it's gonna start getting crazy it's about to start getting so insane yeah i mean it already isn't so insane but like people putting robots in their body and us putting weird drugs and people changing their body parts and taking different hormones and stuff like the human, like we are meant to experience ourselves and experience what this life can have to offer. And it's like a beautiful thing and it's awesome. Mm, It's a beautiful life. It's a beautiful life. (laughs) And you know, I, I just support freedom. 
as, as much as, like I, I love that that's what this country stands for mm-hmm. and I guess we're more free than other I, I can't really speak to it I haven't traveled and lived enough places to know yeah but um, I know it's an American ideal and I, I think most people would put that as the top of their American ideals so I think we should respect that and let people do whatever the fuck they want to their bodies put whatever drugs in their bodies cut whatever off their bodies add things to it change their name change their gender change things i can't even think because people haven't started changing them yet i support all that but i also support people's freedom to be like eh, fuck that because that that is who we are like everybody has that inside them you know like as above so below you're gonna see that stuff play out on the biggest levels and it's just like i don't know having acceptance with that i think brings us closer together and right now it just feels like the ever nuanced battle lines are bringing us further apart or so we think a tightness it's a tightness that i've felt happening since 9-11 and um you know, half my life was before 9-11 half has been after there's just been a growing like well if you try to if you make your life mission to change other people you're gonna have a really hard time here yeah yeah definitely make your life mission to change yourself you're gonna have a great time Let's have a great time. Cool. Yeah, let's have a great time. I, well, <laughs> I did say I was going to do a dab. And you, you told me before this started, you're like, oh, you're just going to take a dab of, what is this, the most powerful sativa and the most powerful indica yeah. mixed together? Yeah. Talk about neither here nor there. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what this one is. Neither here nor there. Don't have a cow. Be here now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you want to shout out our Patreon? You want to hype it up for a second? See if you could do a little promo while I rip this? Let's see. Um, yeah, we have a Patreon, and if you're not on it, it's the best Patreon out there. I mean, for $2 a month or less, fucking 50 cents. Or more, if or you're more, generous. You can get access to podcasts where we're too more vulnerable than this, and big shit talkers and assholes and whatever, and figuring life out. And if you want to... Have a front row seat to that chaos. You can. Um, we have music show that you put together. Come on, act like you care. Like, I'm come trying, on, do it. Do a I'm promo. Trying, trying, we okay. have a music show. Look, we've done 160 episodes of this shit. Boom. Patreon.com slash Church of Chill. <laughs> You'll find bonus episodes there where we're a lot freakier than this somehow. You'll find Boys Club. That's mine and Joey's secret podcast where we talk about fucking all the weird shit like paying for hand jobs and we have a, a radio show <laughs> called church of chill we're 160 episodes deep and uh you know the last episode we took some ketamine and listened to a bunch of 80s songs and i suggest you do the same alongside with us mm-hmm. is that is it that hard it's not my to just to suit. just be like let's have some gusto about the one way we make money right now come on come on patreon.com slash church of chill you love it, Cass. I love it. <laughs> but you love me. I do. I you knew fucking you, I love knew me. you'd blow it. You set me up for <laughs> I, this shit. I know. All right. We're neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. All right. It's Church of Chill. It's Sean and Cass. This is the Very A Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Peace. See you on the other side. Peace, love, and magic.